This is BFBS Esports Live with OJ Borge. Yes, welcome along to Esports Live on BFBS. I'm your host, OJ Borge. I've taken my shoes off. I've relaxed. I'm ready to get into this. And I'm alongside a man whose day job it is patching people up, a combat medical technician. His evening job, the rest of the time, is taking people apart again in the gaming world as the founder and CEO of Schkoll Esports, Jonah Jupp. Buddy, how are you? Not bad, thank you, OJ. Good, good, good man. Good to see you again. Well, good to see you. Thank you for coming back for week two. That's a success, I feel, if we've made it back for a second week. We are definitely back we and uh, excited to see what we've got this week. We've got a guest. We have indeed. Let's get to that because let's talk about why we do the show. Many of you will know about how key gaming is, not only how it gives you escapism of playing, but the communication, how it gives you the ability of keeping in touch with friends and loved ones across the world, which is why we do this. It's why we all game, not just the competing. It's the fact that we stay in touch with friends and family we don't see. That said, welcome to your home of anything and everything to do with gaming and esports within the armed forces. Uh, one of the new things we're doing this season, it started last week, is the War Room. Uh, every Tuesday night at 6.30, we have a gaming lobby. We're hosting it where you can compete against Jonah. He's in there. He's putting his reputation on the line. And others from the armed forces. Um, Very we'll be playing reputation. It is. Um, <laughs> we'll be playing different games each week. What are we doing tonight, Jonah? So we're playing my kryptonite. The game that I hate the most It is Rocket League. Um, but the thing is, that's the, that's the point about that game. This is why I'm not playing it, because I would get all of those words and more whooped. Uh, tonight, as Jonah said, we do have a guest. It's someone that Jonah knows very well. Do you want, do you want to mention who he is then, Jonah, rather than me doing the introduction? You know him. Yo, so uh, Dan Penser uh, used to be head of our, uh, RAF uh, Esports, uh, now a veteran himself, uh, has now started UVG, that's UK Veterans uh, Gaming. I've probably got that wrong, I probably butchered it. Um, but Dan, uh, myself and Dan uh, have been at Insomnia 69, where we both casted a Halo match against the uh, RAF and the Army. Army lost sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Dan uh, has been in the esports industry a long time and now obviously setting up his own organization to help yeah. veterans uh, enter the uh, esports space. Uh, yeah, it's great to have him on the show. Yeah, we will talk to him in a little bit. And General, give us the very latest ahead of Code Bowl 4 as military esports teams from across the UK, US, and for the first time ever, Canada compete for that coveted trophy. Wow, it's hypnotic watching how bad you are. It's, it's, it's really, it's really bad. It really Just don't is. watch my perspective. It's Here you go. Um, here's a pop quiz question for you, Jonah. What was yes. the original name of this game what was the original name of rocket league oh probably car football or something no or it's way it's way more exotic than that it's such really? a ridiculous yeah it's, a, it's such a ridiculous name it was supersonic acrobatic rocket powered battle cars just rolls off the tongue <laughs> i think you'll find just rolls off the yeah, tongue. yeah yeah that was really easy to uh to say yeah you said this was your kryptonite why for people who've never played this game i mean because i could tell you a million things about why i hate this game because i'm always about 0.5 a second behind where the ball is but why do you find it mm -hmm. frustrating so uh i moved from controller to mouse and keyboard oh, i want to say back in 2013 and i haven't touched a controller in since that time so this game is massively controller dominated codename jess um who's currently on the team she's the head of uh rocket league for army esports and she's playing on mouse and keyboard to try and even things up yeah. however it, it's still not working we've just scored another goal though so Whoa. i'll take that one well i say we demon masters uh or demon webster sorry has uh has been the one to put on the hard work here yeah great you're only four two down now keep going buddy yeah. buddy. Well, i'll try, I'll try. <laughs> then does it pretty good and what games are we looking at playing then over the course of this series what other games have you got planned in Yes, yeah, so we've got loads uh, loads planned in. So we've got uh, Call of Duty, hopefully uh, in the next week or two. Uh, I also want to try Fall Guys again. I think it's a fun game. That's an easy game to play on controller. Even I can do it. So 
brilliant for everyone to sort of get involved in and we can have plenty and plenty of people on in that lobby but there's other games we can play we can also set up a valorant match or something like that it'll probably take more longer than the uh time we have on the show but for sure we'll have a result at the end we'll put that on twitter for everyone we absolutely will do moj borge with jonah who has just uh, i almost thought there was a rip in the space-time continuum jonah and you're about to win that rocket league match i know it's four five i mean we did pretty well as i was heavily carried but um we won't go into that no uh, but let's talk to our guest then who has waited through this show excited to talk um to dan penter uh, who is the founder of raf esports co-founder of uk veterans gaming now he's out of the service dan thank you so much for joining us Hey, OJ, how's it going? Uh, it's going great, and I, I like to see you. You're wearing the official top. You've got a great background for people who can't see it right now. So how long were you in the RAF? Uh, just over 25 years. I joined straight from university and um, came out at a, a convenient option point. So, yeah, so at what point in those 25 years did gaming become a part of your world within the RAF? Probably quite early on. I mean, I'd, I'd been a bit of a gamer as a teenager. Uh, and I almost lost my degree playing too much Diablo. Um, <laughs> but um, it, when, when internet hit RAF Odium, I was there in about 2001, and I started playing um, some fairly hardcore, massively multiplayer online first-person first shooters, got a game called Planet Side. You might have seen Planet Side 2, it's around still, but the, the original one was was back in sort of 2001. And that was amazing. 400 v 400 attacks going on for the whole of a Saturday afternoon. It's brilliant. Yeah, you need a whole mainframe uh, to run something like that, though. That is a computer hog games like that. But amazingly, that was on 56k dial-up. Ah. I mean, we were talking a long time ago. Yeah, I love it when you... I mean, for people who don't remember dial-up, this is where you used to have to use your phone line to get on the internet. And then you'd be in the middle of downloading something and your mum would pick the phone and be like, Mum, put the phone! I must had it all down for a second. Um, Dan, uh, how much esports did you play towards the end? Because we talk a lot about this. It's the way if you're away, if you're if you're working away and you're away from fans and friendly, if you're on base or away on manoeuvres or away on a mission. Um, how much did esports help you to stay in touch with friends and family? Um, I think um, initially it wasn't really great phone lines initially, uh, but we certainly played in units. We used to get like consoles sent out as welfare packages probably as early as 2004, 2005. So... Um, always gamed whilst on detachment and deployment. Um, but uh, I think uh, the keeping in touch side of things started when I went to the States for three years um, in, in 2015. And that really helped me stay in contact with the family um, in terms of just chatting and also playing with, with a couple of friends who I'd played with at other bases who are now you know, all over the world. So that, that, that's been really, really helpful. Yeah, it absolutely is. Uh, if I can tear Jonah away for the game just a second. You've actually yeah. casted with Dan, haven't you? I have, yeah. So we casted Halo at uh, I-69, as I said before. Um, yeah, didn't really go the way of the army, but uh, the RAF uh, came... Oh, that was the RAF? Yeah, the RAF came on top with a bit of help, I think. Well, I think the, the army subbed in a, a Newell team just to make sure they could actually get get at least one game past the RAF. I think very good. Yeah, yeah. We literally subbed in people from the audience because uh, our team wasn't... Uh, <laughs> Wasn't performing, so. <laughs> you can't say that about your own team. Um, Dan, how competitive was it between the forces when you did take part in these games? I mean, you were there casting, so you were commentating on the action, but how, how competitive was it? Always competitive. The reason I was yeah, casting was because I, was, I wasn't good enough at the game to get on the stage. They said, no, no, boss, you're fine. You can sit over there with a the microphone out of the way and we can't do any damage. Um, little did they know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so after 25 years, you left the RAF. Uh, did you set up the UK Veterans Gaming before you left the service or, or was it something that you did after you after you came out? Uh, one of the things that the services did at Insomnia was support veterans. Um, there's a guy called Daniel Bingley, Beza Bing, who, who's with um, Blesma and Royal British Legion. And he was getting tickets for veterans and we'd put a wrapper around them in Insomnia. So I got to know quite a few the veterans, particularly ones from Blesma, who are disabled at different, different you know, for different reasons, um, normally through service. Um, so 
Um, I was chatting to them and, and there was groups there for veterans, but they were mostly centered around fundraising. Um, they weren't huge. Most of them around about 50 or 60 players, which when they're all playing different games, it's not enough to actually put together a consistent community or even competitive games. There was, there was a bit of frustration. They just couldn't get enough uh, enough sort of weight behind the numbers to get a good game, a good team out. And there'd been a couple of attempts to set up teams. But it wasn't really going anywhere. So um, I, I surveyed them, the ones I knew, about 50 of them, uh, February, March time. And they overwhelmingly wanted to start something. So as I as I left the Air Force, I, I took the first two months, uh, sort of summer holidays, um, and we we spun up uh, UK Veterans Gaming in that period. And we, we were incorporated as a, a community uh, interest company about three weeks ago. So uh, we're now just starting to structure ourselves and get ready for a launch. And what's been the most positive thing since you set up UK uh, Veterans Gaming? I've met a load of new people to chat to, which is always good. Um, we've uh, inadvertently helped someone support um, combat stress. Uh, he he, um, he hurt himself and couldn't do the Great North Run, so he did the Great North Row instead, and we got him kitted out with some branded gear and, and, and got him some streaming time. Um, and uh, we're hoping, as, as we get ourselves structured right, that as people come to us um, with issues, we're not qualified to deal with them, but we, we know people who are. So it's it's really helping people find those systems that already exist. There's lots of charities out there to help people, but often they, they, they don't get in contact because they're not using the same sort of media. Um, the TikTok generation don't really watch the, the broadsheets. So that, it's that sort of issue. So we've got a couple of TikTokers out there who are starting to spin up uh, that sort of stuff for us just so we can we can find people and 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 push them to where help is. So it's, so it's great, obviously, that you're playing games together, but it's that support network as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, ha having someone to chat to, we found a couple of people who have completely lost touch with their service lives and, and they've kind of gone, great, finally someone who knows what I'm talking about, who I can play with. We, we've had three or four of those turn up already in the last few weeks and I'm sure there'll be more. It was, it was, that was very much how the services esports teams stood up as well. So for people who are veterans who want to get involved, how do they get hold of you? How do they find the UK Veterans Gaming website or the Twitter or whatever it is? So we won't go for the website yet. It's still a complete bag of nails. Uh, but <laughs> if, you, if you're on Discord, um, uh, put, it, put in for, we've got a, we've got a, a, a link now, UK Veterans GG. Um, and if you search UK Veterans GG on Facebook or TikTok or Twitter or Instagram, you'll be able to find us and a link to our Discord, which is where we're running things out of. Um, we've also got a, a private Facebook group as well, which has got about 30 or 40 people in now, just just for those who don't like Discord, which is normally console players, because Discord's kind of a, a, a new thing for console players generally. Yeah, I mean, how much of a boomer did I sound saying website, the word website, when I should have said Discord? Uh, just in a word, how would you rate Jonah? Because you've been watching him as you're doing this interview. You've been watching him play Rocket League. In a word, just how don't, would you... Just don't rate go, me go at all, please. In a word, I just want a word, Dan, please. Um, well, am I allowed to say noob? Is that is that polite enough? <laughs> I think that's okay. I think that's that, fine. I'll take it. All right. Well, well, Dan, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us. Oh, I'll, I'll start loading up as soon as I'm offline. All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> that is Dan there uh, from the UK Veterans Gaming. Fabulous, fabulous service. If you want to get in touch, we'll, of course, put out all the details on the BFBS Twitter. Do you know what? I said goodbye to Dan, but he's not left. Dan's still here. Dan. Oh, we thought he was. Isn't no, I'm still here. Oh, he's still here. For a second, I thought I'd absolutely mess that up. Uh, Jonah, the reason he's still here is because we're going to talk code bowls. And you said that mm -hmm. Dan would be a good person to talk to you about this. Yeah, of course. So, obviously, Dan, uh, REF won code ball uh, last year. Do you think they're going to maintain the title this year? Oh, it's going to be going to be tight, I think. I know the, uh, the Navy and particularly the Army have been practicing ready to take the REF mm. off their pedestal. Um, and it was a for, for the for the, the US services last year. It was definitely a bit of a shocker. So I, I can only think they're going to come back very very hungry for the win this year. Yeah, for sure. And also we've seen on Twitter already. If anyone doesn't know what the Call of Duty uh, endowment is, uh, essentially we've got 
all services from both the United States and the UK Armed Forces. And this year joining uh, the teams is uh, the Canadian Armed Forces. They have a team of three from each service joining them uh, in the competition. Essentially war zone, isn't it, Dan? Uh, where they play, they play for competitions. It's one point per kill. And then the team that comes first gets a two times multiplier. And if you play second to 10th, then you get a 1.5 times multiplier. Now the results have been posted on um, the Call of Duty Endowment Twitter uh, of their practice run. Now the two army teams, so two teams this year from each service, it looks like, um, the army teams have placed both second and third. Uh, and the other services are sort of spread in amongst the scoreboard. Now... I think I think the highest up the RAF have got this year is fourth to the fifth place. Oh, shots now, fired. It, yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> I gotta say, I'm unbiased. I'm unbiased, but you know, the army's in with a shot this year by the looks of things. Well, and, and that's that's really great. The, the most important thing is to have both teams scoring well. If you look to the top teams last year, the the first of the second teams for each of the services across all the services that competed was the RAF having a second team in the top sort of 10. So that's mm -hmm. the secret to winning is having both teams scoring because it's a combined score to get the trophy. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. the code bowl is going to be massive, actually. And I think we're going to do a ton on it next week. So uh, if you want to find out more about it, we'll, of course, put it out on the BFBS uh, Twitter page. Dan, thank you for staying around, mate. You are now officially, yeah. you're officially stood down. That is it. We are pretty much done here. Thank you so much. Uh, Jonah, what are we doing next week, buddy? Yeah, so next week, uh, we're playing another game of the War Room. Stay tuned on Twitter to see uh, what game we'll be playing next week. Uh, but also, uh, coming up, we will be talking about a few of the British Army eSports uh, tournaments that are going to be playing in. And also, maybe a little bit on The Gathering, which Ooh, is happening at the end of the looking year. Looking forward to it. Uh, where all the members of British Army eSports and some of our partners will be coming together uh, to talk about gaming. Jonah, thank you very much for gaming and talking. I can't even string a sentence together when I do it. And that is it. We are done. We'll be back same time next week. Online, on the app, on FM, and DAB Plus throughout the UK. This is BFBS. BFBS. The Forces Station. Station.